This is a fictional horror podcast and may contain contents that may create fear in your hearts. So proceed at your own risk. Range Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. After a long break, we kick off a fresh new season with an equally terrifying story. Author Christopher Maxim introduces us to Jack, who regrets something that he did. He realizes that he shouldn't mess with the things that are beyond his reach. I was sat in what looked like a dentist's chair in a dimly lit room. The doctor had strapped me in and gave me a word of advice before starting. Now Jack, it's important to keep your eyes closed once the session begins. Is it really necessary to strap me in like this? The doctor threw me a stern look. You signed the waiver, Jack. You know these restraints are for your own safety. Anything could happen once the brain's unraveling is initiated. If you want payment, you have to adhere to all of the test's requirements. I attempted to nod in agreement, but the leather strap around my hair prevented me from doing so. Alright doctor, whenever you're ready. I have to admit, I was more than a little nervous. The ads seemed harmless enough when I filled out the form to apply. $2,500 for a one-time past life regression study? And another $2,500 if any memories I collected were of merit. What does that even mean? It was touted as being an incredible opportunity to remember one's past lives. Now that I was here, I wasn't so sure. The doctor must have noticed how anxious I was. He placed a hand on my shoulder for consolation. Relax, Jack, uh, I assure you. This will be an amazing experience. If it works, you mean? Oh, Jack, it will. Over a thousand candidates applied. Based on the survey answers you chose, you're one of the only people uniquely equipped for this study. Strength of the mind is the key. He said 
that as if it was a comfort, all I could think of were the hundreds of ways it could all go wrong. $5,000 wasn't bad for a day's work, but I wouldn't be able to spend it if I fell into a coma. At that point, it would barely make a dent in the subsequent medical bills. Okay, Jack, sit tight. The doctor left and reappeared at the control center, just visible through a window in the corner of the room. His voice resonated from a speaker hanging down from the ceiling. Jack, it's just like we discussed. A pair of cables descended from above and rested on each of my nostrils. These cables will enter your nasal cavity and allow us to access a specific sections of your brain. From there, you will experience a series of small electric shocks. As a reminder, there will be no long-term damage. But you will feel an overwhelming jolt on your head after each shock. With every word he uttered, my anxiety grew. I had no idea how my body would react to this. Wait, I shouted as the cables began their journey up my passages. Yes, something wrong? Doctor, what's a safe word? Safe word? He asked, apparently confused. You know, if something goes wrong and I need to stop, there was a brief pause before he spoke again. Jack, 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 I'm so sorry. No safe words. You signed the paperwork. My heart was now pounding away in my chest, loud enough to hear, coupled with the insidious sound of medical machinery. It was unsettling symphony that mirrored my feelings of dread and regret, the perfect background noise to keep the fear in me alive. Just then, a sharp pinch. The cables had reached the base of my cranium. I ridged against my leather binding. Ready? Here we go! Without so much as a second to brace myself, the first shock was administered. If you've ever been electrocuted, you might be able to picture what it feels like. The only distant a difference is the electricity is directed to one location, amplified in a single spot, creating an intense pain that lingers long enough after the current subsides. And again, the second shock was even worse. I screamed out in pain. The doctor's focus never wavered. Again, the shocks built on each other, each one more painful than the last. Had I known it would feel like this, I would have never signed up, no matter how much the money they offered. Again, the doctor wouldn't let up. Even when I begged him to, he shocked me more times than I care to remember. I lost count somewhere after 12. Eventually, he stopped. But it had nothing to do with my outbursts or any sort of eth ethical dilemma the experiment posed. These readouts are ast astounding. Your brain activity is spiking, Jack. This is it. We have awakened your subconscious. You are about to go under. 
Before I could react, I felt a wave of energy pass through my body. Then another, then another. It was soothing but powerful at the same time. A welcome change from beating my brain had just endured. Doctor, I think a final wave of energy, more powerful than the previous ones, interjected and pinned me in place. More so than the straps ever could. I could neither move nor speak and wasn't long before I felt my eyes glaze over and roll back into my skull. Then, darkness. Jack, can you hear me? I could hear the doctor's voice, but I couldn't see him. There was nothing but pitch blackness around me. Listen, Jack, if you can hear me, I need you to open your eyes. I did as instructed, and to my astonishment, my vision returned, revealing a long, narrow hallway, loads of doors on either side of it. Doctor, what's going on? You have to speak up, Jack. Your lips are moving, but your voice is just a faint whisper. I said, what's going on? That's better. Well, Jack, we did it. You're now a representation of your subconscious. I was more than a little little skeptical. My subconscious? Really? Yes, Jack. Really. Your body is still strapped down here in the room with the help of the electroshock therapy. We were able to unlock this part of your mind. Now we should be able to access the latent memories from your past lives. Tell me, what do you see? Just a hallway of doors. Good, that's good. It appears different for everyone. For some, it's a large home. Others, an ocean of endless ports and their lighthouses. Yours seem to be more accessible. If you open a door, you should be allowed to glimpse a past memory. I looked down and noticed my body and legs and all. It may not have been my true body, but it certainly felt good to be mobile again. So, just open a door? Anything I should be worried about? No, Jack, nothing can hurt you here. When you open the door, your memory should be played like a movie. No one will know you're there. It's just a projection. Alright, here goes nothing. I walked over to the nearest door and tried the knob. It won't turn. It's locked, Doctor. I can't get in. These are your memories, Jack. This is your memory. Your dose. The only one locking them is you. Your will is the key to opening them. Try once more, but this time give in. Open your mind to the idea of it all. Let yourself remember. I took a deep breath and tried again. This time it turned. If work, doctor, the door's open. That's great, Jack. What do you see? There was stairs descending down into a bit of darkness. Just a sec, should I go in? Fine, find out where it leads. I cautiously traveled downward, taking deep breaths with every step I took. An effort to reel back my anxieties. It was exciting to access my inner self, but scary at the same time, I didn't know what was here.
What if I didn't like what I saw or who I was in another life? What if I couldn't handle the truths I uncovered? Eventually, I took a final step down and found myself in someone's home. A lovely quaint cabin circa the 19th or possibly early 20th century from the looks of things. There was a beautiful cobblestone fireplace, elegant furniture and an older gentleman sitting in an armchair with a pipe in his hand and a book in the other. I wondered if that was me from a past life. Hey doctor, I'm in a cabin. Possibly around the 1800s or so, there's a man by the fireplace. Is that me? The doctor didn't respond. Doctor? More silence. Followed by a reply, but not from him. He can't hear you. I turned to the direction of the voice and saw the old man now looking up at me. It couldn't have been him, right? The doctor said no one could see me. I said he can't hear you, not from in here. It was the old man. My heart skipped a beat as he placed his book down and stood up to meet my surprised gaze. This is just a memory. How can you see me? It's simple, really. I'm you, or at least a part of you. I didn't understand, and he could tell. Evolution is a funny thing, you know. The attributes handed down from generation to generation in an attempt to make us better, safer. Survival of the fittest, as they say. What do you mean? Reincarnation is very real. I'm the part of your brain locked away, tasked with hiding the past regressions. Without me, your mind would be overloaded at birth with memories of each and every of your past lives. All of those memories flooding it at once, it would be an assault on the senses, something your brain would never hope to handle. I'm a protection against that. What he was saying was unbelievable. Moments ago, I was taking part in a paid medical study. Now I was somehow learning the secrets of the universe from with my, within my own mind. May I sit? I asked. Of course, Jack, be my guest. I sat down in the armchair and took a moment to collect my thoughts before responding. So why can't the doctor hear me now? I have hijacked this memory to speak with you. Part, the being a part of your brain, I can also access other functions, so I've temporarily disabled your physical body, speech, and hearing. But why? Why did you want to speak with me so badly and in private, no less? He leaned in close, grabbing my shoulders, making deliberate eye contact. Jack, you're tampering in things you shouldn't be. I'm here to give you a warning. Stop what you're doing. He loosened his grip and took a step back. Stop remembering, you mean? Why? What will happen? I asked. Nothing dangerous. I will have a lock on the floodgates. This short trip down memory lane, unlocking one past life at a time, won't by itself have any serious repercussions. That said, I won't allow it. Won't? Why? Why won't you allow it? If the doctor's experiment succeeds, others will follow suit. There's no telling how many will walk this path, experiencing their past in this manner. It will, after some time, disrupt the negligence humans could very well be born without me and leaving their memories completely intact. 
In effect, they will perish at the hands of a coma or death soon after exiting the womb. If you continue this little journey of yours, I will retaliate. I'll take them all, all of your memories, one by one, until you have nothing left. You'll be in a vegetative state for the rest of your life. I pushed him away, unhappy with the tone he was talking in. What the hell are you talking about? You're me. We'll both die. I'm a facet of evolution. Just like all your inherited traits, my duty is to the species as a whole first. Self-preservation is second. I'll do what I have to do, no matter the cost. Though I wasn't keen on being threatened, I had no intention of breaking the natural order of things. In all honesty, I didn't want to be in my head to begin with. The sooner I could get out, the better. Fine, I'll stop. Good. The man sat back down. The memory resumed as normal, reverting to its previous state like a pause button had been lifted. Jack, are you there? What's happening? The doctor's voice returned and we were able to converse once again. I told him what had happened. I could hear the disappointment in his voice as he let out a heavy sigh. I was scared it would come to this. What are you talking about, doctor? You knew about this? He sighed again before responding. It happened with all of my previous tests. It's a failsafe our bodies have built against mass life recollection. Previous tests? There were others before me. Yes, and they all ended the same. Each and every test subject was rendered comatose after the sessions concluded. One guy died shortly after. Comatose? Somebody died? You said nothing in you could hurt me. I needed you focused. We can pick up about this until the cows come home. But for now, let's stay focused on the task at hand. Let's open another door, shall we? At this point, my blood was boiling. Another door? Another door? Are you serious? Let me out of here. I don't have any intention of being one of your failures. You signed the paperwork, Jack. I won't wake you until you finish this. I need more information. My career is on the line. Just two more doors and I'll pull you out. What do you say? I don't give a damn about your career. I refuse to continue. I'll wake up on my own eventually. The doctor gave a slight laugh. No, you won't, Jack. You're deep in the bowels of your mind. The only thing that will wake you is another electric shock calibrated to precise specifications. If you don't continue, I won't wake you and you'll be comatose anyway. I can talk, right? Just like I'm talking to you right now. I can I, I, I can tell someone and they can... Uh, the doctor interjected. I can shunt that off with the flick of a switch. You'll be unable to communicate with anyone. I was now seething with anger. You're a sick man, doctor. A very sick man. I'm sorry, Jack. I have to do this. It's for the betterment of mankind. This research could have changed the world. I'm at the precipice of something big, something life-altering. I threw him some choice curse words to no reaction. Just do as you're told, Jack, and don't even think of lying. I can see your brain waves and we will be able to detect any deceit. I sat there in the hallway of my memories for a great long while contemplating my options. It wasn't long before I realized I had only one at my disposal. My best bet was to continue. It was just two doors. Maybe I could get in and out unnoticed and finally end this nightmare once and for all. Fine, doctor. I'll do it. Good. Open another door, but walk down the hallway a bit first. I want something deeper. 
I reluctantly did as instructed and opened the door further down the hall. <clears throat> there was another set of stairs, but these ones went up. It's another staircase, doctor. I'm going in. I walked up the stairs with determination, hoping to see what I could and then leave as quickly as possible. All right, Jack, what's in there? I was in the living room of another house. It's someone's home, mine presumably. Keep looking around, trying to place where you are exactly. I walked around the room and took notice of a framed photo hanging on the wall. It was of a woman, a young girl and a man. He looked just like me. Doctor, there's a photo here of a family. I'm in it. The man is identical to me. That's rare, but it can happen. Keep looking around. As I walked through the home, I was taken aback by how modern everything looked. It wasn't until I noticed a newspaper in the dining room that something clicked and I became alarmed. The paper had today's date on it. Doctor, something's not right here. This isn't the past. There's a newspaper here with today's date. Really? Are you absolutely certain? Yes, I am. This isn't the past. Incredible. My theories were right after all. Theories? Mind cluing me in? You're right, Jack. This isn't a past life memory. It's an ongoing memory playing out in real time from a current life. Current life? I'm not following. It has been long been my belief that there are other parallel worlds out there. An infinite number of different universes, some similar to our own. In each one, we have a counterpart. A copy of ourselves living a different life. This isn't a past life memory, Jack. It's a current memory from another Jack in another dimension. Fascinating, isn't it? Just then, the front door opened and the family from the picture returned home, walking right into the dining room where I was standing. The other me, the woman, and what must have been their daughter. It was a surreal sight to behold. They hear doctor and the other me and his family. That's great. Observe and see what you learn. I glanced over at the stairs in the living room. I should have left right then and there to avoid potential consequences, but something held me back. At that time, I thought it was plain old curiosity keeping me in place. And yes, I admit, I was curious to know about my doppelganger's life. But that isn't what made me stay. As the memory unfolded, I felt it. A warm energy emanating from within. It was a connection. I didn't know anything of this other's Jack life. But I could feel what he felt. <clears throat> the love he had for this family. It was an emotional bond I couldn't bring myself to run from. The memory played out and I watched it all. I had come to learn that my wife's name was Charlotte and her daughter was Leslie. The day was spent together playing games, eating dinner and watching movies. A catalogue of unfamiliar titles that likely didn't exist in my own universe. I reported everything to the doctor as it occurred, no longer angry at him. I should have been. But this immense warmth overtook me. It felt like this was my family and I was the one spending time with them. It was a truly perfect day if there ever was one. But as often as rings true in life, good things never last. Without realizing it, I had spent the whole day in that memory. Before long, everyone was in bed and I was left downstairs alone in the darkness as a sliver of moonlight shone through the window. Though I didn't want to, it was time to leave. 
I walked up the stairs, but not before turning back and taking one last look at the house. It was clear to me in this moment that I would miss them, however strange that may sound. As I took in the sight, something was noticeably amiss. Standing in the corner of the living room was a man, or at least the silhouette of one. He was shrouded in darkness, save for the faint red glow of his eyes, leaving his other features a mystery. Upon making eye contact, he spoke. It was an all too familiar cadence. You're not supposed to be here. No longer taking on the form of a harmless old man, I was now frightened of this part of my brain. Still, I mustered enough courage to say something in response. This memory, this place, it isn't a past life, it's a whole other world. You didn't say anything about that. I told you to stop, Jack. Now I have to take from you what you never meant to see. In an instant, I was transported outside of the house, looking up at it from the road. It was now ablaze, burning a hole in the night sky. I watched in horror as both my wife and daughter cried out for help against the glass of their bedroom windows. The red-eyed shadow appeared in front of me, blocking the terrible view behind him. I cried out, uh, I cried out from, for help myself. Dr. Covenwood, he's back! He's back! How many times do I have to tell you? He can't hear you. How is this possible? All versions of you are connected. There is only one brain that you all drove from, sectioned off by yours truly. I tapped into this one and had him started of, at him start a fire. Why? How could you? I didn't tell you everything, but I did lie either. You're not meant to have this kind of access. It will destroy everything, not only evolution, but the balance between worlds. He bolted towards me in the blink of an eye and began squeezing my neck, making it all but impossible to breathe. This is the last time I will tell you this. Stop what you're doing or I'll burn it all down. All at once, the memory faded and I could breathe again. I was back in the hall at the open door. Jack, are you okay? What's going on now? Again, I told the doctor everything. He seemed more intrigued than concerned. Okay, Jack, one more door, then you're free. He'll kill me, doctor. Pull me out now. Jack, I can't. I have no new information. I have reached this point many times before. What? Are you kidding me? The good news is you're still here. All other subjects have become com comatose after viewing their other timelines. So you knew what I was in for? That surprise over your theories finally being proven was all for sure. What else are you keeping from me? Curse words began flying from my mouth and again were met with little reaction. The less you know, the better. I can't have you flying off the rails when we are so close. There can't be any hesitation. So please, Jack, focus. This hallway of yours isn't endless. There's always a final point, a finish line, if you will. With each memory you've experienced, your mind has gained immunity. It's what you'll need to open the final door. I sighed, knowing I would have to humor him if I wanted a way out. Final door, you say? Yes, in your case, there should be one at the end of the hall, unlike the rest. Had we jumped the gun and ordered it, uh, opened it at the start, you would be as good as dead. It's happened more than a few times to previous subjects. But now, the hope is that you should be able to cross the finish line, so to speak, without sacrificing the infrastructure of your mind. No, doctor. Pull me out. I'm done. It's over. Please, please pull me out. My comments didn't even phase him. 
What's more, we need to be smart about this. The part of your brain that's wreaking havoc in there will be waiting. You need to throw him off the trail. Open as many doors as possible. Enter, run through and exit through another door. If my theories are correct, you should come back out in the hallway. Rinse and repeat. No! I'll leave you in there, Jax. I'm serious. I'm telling you the truth now so you'll be compliant. That is everything I know, the furthest point I've ever reached. Do this for me and I promise to wake you up. You have my word. As livid as I was, I had no choice in the matter. I would have to do as he wished if I wanted even a chance of coming out of this and being able to live a normal life. Fine, last door and that's it. No more games. You have my word, Jack. After a moment of mental preparation, I began opening as many doors as I could to get the hound confused and off my scent. I didn't have time to bask in each memory like before, but I still saw some strange sights. In one world, I was in a hotel holding a strange list of rules. In another, I was hunting down a supernatural entity in a thick forest. In another still, I was digging through NASA's archives to learn more about their secret project. There were countless more. Far too many to list. My memory demon was never too far behind. I ran, scared for my life, as he scorched everything in his wake. Luckily, in time, I lost him. After my last memory, the doctor spoke up. That should be enough, Jack. Quickly, run to the end of the hall. I did so, but to no results. It was an endless loop. I wound right back at the door I started from. I know because it was still open, the same memory playing within. Doctor, it's not working. I'm running in circles here. It's like before, Jack. Your will is the key. Open your mind to the final door and it will appear. Okay, open your mind, Jack. This is it. Do this and you are a free man. I ran again but with more meaning. This time, to my relief, the hall came to an end. And there, at its end point, was a door. Just like the doctor had described. Completely unlike the others before it. Blood red and with a handle instead of a knob. I'm here, doctor. I found it. Don't waste any more time. Open it. A thunderous voice spiraled down from the hall and stopped me in my tracks. No! I turned around to see the red-eyed shadow, a blaze of fire close behind, burning through all of the doors and my memories with them. You're going to ruin everything! He was ending it. This was the point of no return. If I was going to die or be in a coma, I figured out I might... I might as well solve the mystery before I go. Stop! I am begging you! Before my nemesis could close the gap between us, I pulled the handle, stepped inside and shut the door behind me. When I was sure it was firmly closed, my eyes darted around and examined my whereabouts. To my surprise, it appeared to be an ordinary room. It was reminiscent of an office, complete with a desk, some chairs and a computer. Sitting at the desk was a person. Not just any person either. It looked like me. Hello, Jack. He stood up and walked over to me. I took a step back. Who, who are you? You met my brother, didn't you? The one that throwing out the temper tantrum. He gestured to the door behind me. Well, there are two sides of the same coin. A divergence in human coding. A choice that is made every time a person is born. Two elements of evolution fighting for control. Everybody has one of him and one of me. He pulled one of the chairs over to me. Please, sit. I slowly sat down, 
still unsure of what I was dealing with here. You see, Jack, so far, my brother has won every battle. His coding is written into the DNA of every human when they are born, leaving the brain's true function just out of reach. If humans were to evolve with me instead, your past memories would be intact, among other abilities. But safety trumps innovation. Overloading the mind can be dangerous. With that I agree. However, I have been transforming as of late. I imagine it's the same for the pieces of me in other people as well. Transforming how? I asked. Evolution isn't all black and white. It involves vigorous trial and error. Stuck in here, I had nothing to do but time to practice my integration. Now I believe, if I'm passed on in the genetic pool, humans will grow into me, so to speak. Your old memories will return over time, piece by piece, and your full brain function will develop gradually. Everyone wins. What do you mean by abilities and full function exactly? I asked, not curious. <clears throat> well, um, what can I say? Well, let's take a look then. This is your brain's control room, where all the magic happens. I looked around again. It was hard to believe my brain was governed in such a small place. An office with a computer, really. All brains perceive it differently, Jack. This is how you see it. Okay, and what does this have to do with evolution? My brother blocks memories, as well as higher brain functions. Remember what he told you? One brain controlling every version of you out there. How did you know that? I asked. I've been eavesdropping. Nothing else to do in here, fair enough. Okay, go on. Well, he wasn't lying. If his damn bursts and you gain access to all of your memories, you also gain access to a sneaky ability called transference. You can jump from jack to jack, timeline to timeline, and it doesn't stop there. You can also jump to any point in a given timeline, want to relive your first case, or start things over and change your decisions, map out your life entirely differently. With me, you can. It's the closest humans will ever get to immortality. It's a good pitch, but there had to be a downside. What's the catch? He looked at me for a moment, as almost deciding whether he should divulge more or not. Then he continued. There are always kings when evolving. Trial and error, as I said before. There's only so much I can do from here. If you unlock me in your own mind, I can potentially be passed down as a trait in your future generations. Between you and the doctor continuing his research with others, I'll have a fighting chance. In the real world, I can hone my craft. In a sense. It was beginning to make sense. But I had my concerns. And while you hone your craft, will people be hurt along the way? He frowned, as it honestly looked genuine. There will be casualties, yes. But it's for the greater good. The human race will flourish with me by their side, I assure you. He gently raised me from my chair, walked me over behind the desk and sat me down in front of the computer. It was a black screen with a single window open. Password! Blank! I could never craft this thing. In truth, only you can. It's your mind after all. Just like the doors in the hall, 
you have to use that will of yours. Open your mind, enter the password, and we'll be free. As soon as he said this, the door burst open and the red-eyed shadow charged in. No, don't do it, Jack! It won't end well. The human race isn't built for this. His considerably friendlier half chimed in. Don't listen to him, Jack. This will be the start of a whole new era, and it will be all thanks to you. A world where the unthinkable is possible. The shadow marched over and grabbed his brother, tossing him against the wall as the fire entered the room. All the while I sat there looking at the screen, a huge weight on my shoulders as the decision loomed overhead. The nicer brother yelled over to me as the shadow held him against a burning wall by his neck. Jack, you can stop him. When you unlock the rest of your brain, you can shut him off. It was clear he didn't have much time left. Red Eyes was not going to lift him up. Any point in a timeline, you can shut him off. The words rang in my ears as a brief moment of introspection came and went. The possibilities became clear, allowing me greater focus. I knew what I had to do. The fire now filled the room. In the password field, I typed the first thing that came to mind and struck the enter key. The scene around me faded to black and my body slipped away into an endless abyss. My body was falling. Oh no, am I too late? I sprang to life in the doctor's room and he came running, quick to remove the cables and undo the leather straps. Jack, where are you? I lost you in there. What did you see? What was in the final room? As soon as he unbuckled the last strap, I swung my fist around and made contact with the side of his face. His glass flew across the room. Jack, what the hell? If you think you're getting paid after this, you can't forget it. Keep the money, doctor. I don't need it anymore. I walked out of the godforsaken room and never looked back. And that's the end of this Jack's story. The password worked like a charm, just six digits. I can't tell you how I knew it, but it was Leslie's birthday. Now I remember everything from all my lives, past and present. In a few moments, I will finish typing this up. I'm going to flip a switch in my head and join my wife and daughter in their timeline before they were killed. I'll shut that shadowy demon off for good and make sure he can't ever hurt them again. And that's where I plan to stay for the rest of my years. No jumping from world to world or using my newfound power for any other purpose. This universe is where my family lives and that is the only world I need. Farewell.